are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how the Packers fall to the New York Giants in London after being up 17 to three in the first half. They get outscored 17 to two in the second half and the two only aesthetic only so the Giants could just prevent the Packers from having a decent chance at a Hail Mary, which the Packers ultimately don't even get a chance to get off. Um, I'm I'm coming from you live on YouTube from Parts Unknown. For those of you asking on the stream, um, not, not a hotel room, but um, probably an appropriate place um, to, to uh, watch what we just saw happen to the Green Bay Packers because – the travel. This was a team that spent all week. And I, I was talking about it on the show. We talked about it with Madeline Burke on Friday. They spent the week annoyed that they had to play this football game. Matt LaFleur was pissed off all week. Russell Douglas on the record telling reporters last time we did this, it sucked. He's dropping F-bombs. They just did not seem into this game. And yeah, they, they, we're going to talk plenty about the mistakes and, and all of the, the miscues and all of that stuff. But this is a reflection of a greater problem with the Packers right now. And that is this team under Matt LaFleur has issues consistently finding reasons to play with focus, to play with intensity, to play with discipline. They don't do it enough. And it leads to these kinds of moments. The Giants are not as good as the Packers. We saw it in the first half. But they played better because they played with more discipline. They played with more focus. They played with more energy. They played like the team that wanted to be in London playing a football game. The Packers didn't. And that cannot be a coincidence. If you spend all week acting like this game is a burden on you, then of course, when the game rolls around, you're not going to look sharp. And I think what is particularly frustrating is you have a team that in the first half, especially offensively, looks Lights out. They're running the ball. They're they're hitting the short passing game. They're blocking it up. Rodgers is doing everything pre and post snap. They're using his brain highly effectively. He's making all the right decisions. Defense is flying around. I mean, it was it was six plays and and four net yards for the Giants through two drives. And the Packers are up ten nothing. And you feel like okay, this is the game. This is the game where they beat up a team that they're better than. And it looked like we were headed that way. Even at halftime, it's 2010. 
The Packers get the field goal at the end of the first half, and you go, okay, yeah, the, the, the Giants ripped off the long run. But other than that, you know, Saquon at that point, he had, I think he had nine attempts for 62 yards, but one was the 40-yarder. So eight attempts for 22 yards. Well, that's good work. That's good work by the defense. But that didn't sustain. It didn't sustain. And when you are getting beat by Darius Slayton and Daniel Dimes is, is picking you apart. I mean, to, to hear the broadcast say this is the first time all season Daniel Jones has thrown for over 200 yards. It just was like, what is happening? What is going on? Now, Daniel Jones, he gets paid too. credit to that guy. He played well enough in this game. And, and I thought in the face of a lot of pressure, the Packers were bringing blitzes. They were winning with four-man rush. They were making life difficult for Daniel Jones, and he just played better. But two key sacks get reversed, basically don't count because of holding penalties. The secondary played poorly. Darnell Savage played really poorly. And uh, I, think, I think our pal Perry Goldstein tweeted this out during the game. She said, I, don't, I just don't know what to make of Darnell Savage anymore. I'm, I'm right there. I don't know what to make of Darnell Savage anymore. And, and I also don't know what to make of this offense. Because, and we're going to spend more time talking about the defense. But let's just talk about the offense for a second. Because I had this in the second half. The Packers were averaging almost five yards a carry on the ground. And at this point, with the game still on the line, 32 passes, 16 runs. The run was working. Now, part of that is so much of this offense is built in. It's RPO. It's Rodgers with the ability pre-snap to make decisions. Okay, they have got a disadvantageous run look. So here are the throws. But they got too far away from it. After the Giants come down and tie the game, it's three straight passes. Now, the first one was a check. But still, this team plays better when they play a little bit more balanced. I'm not saying it has to be 50-50. But when the run game is working, this team is just so much better. And we saw it on the last drive. The last drive to go down and try and tie the game, they did it by running the ball. Isn't it amazing? Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both averaged, I believe, over five yards of carry in this game. On third and two, a throw that gets batted down at the line of scrimmage. Fourth and two, a throw that gets batted at the line of scrimmage. I mean, two plays to get two yards, and they're both passes when your running game is averaging five yards of carry. For as creative as I think Matt LaFleur is, and for as smart as I think he is, and for as good a coach as I think he is, that was baffling. And some of this is on Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he, he has a lot to say at the line of scrimmage about this stuff. But, but the problem with this team, as we've seen, is they don't respond well when adversity strikes. They are a very good front-running team. And this has been true for a couple of years. And in the second half, they needed someone to make a play. And right now, it needs to be Aaron Rodgers, or at least they think it needs to be Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Jones is your best, most consistent offensive weapon. When they ran that swing screen to him, they had a beautiful play in the first half off the 21 personnel RPO look that they use all the time. They made it look like an RPO. It wasn't. It was a called pass on the swing, and it's a screen. They get linemen out in front. They block it up, and it's a, and it's a, a nice 10-yard game. In the second half, where is that stuff? 
it seemed like it was so much more straight drop. They wanted to hit the shot play with the play action over the top. And that just hasn't been there. He had Rodgers had Randall Cobb in the first half for a touchdown under throws him has Romeo Dobbs in the second half for what could have been a 40 or 50 yard play overthrows him underthrows Alan Lazard on the sidelines. It, the, the long passing game is just not there right now. And the, it was all working when they had the short passing game working. And it's just like they, they didn't stay patient enough. It's the opposite of what happened at, at last year at times when they would play these two high teams. And you would say, okay, run, run, run. Well, they couldn't run it effectively enough. So it was short pass, short pass, short pass. And the, the Giants were like, well, here's some more single high. We dare you to take these shots. And the Packers did and didn't stay patient, didn't stay with the run game, didn't stay with the quick passing game, even though it worked. And on the last drive, we saw it. Quick passing game brought them down the field with the run game. That's what this offense is. You don't have to fall in love with the shot play, especially when it's not working. Now, I think that stuff is going to come. I think that stuff is going to get there eventually. But they're not there right now. And this offense is not consistent. This defense is not consistent. And right now, this is a three and two football team that looks every bit to be a three and two football team. All right, more to come today on our live show on YouTube. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. It is the best way to play daily fantasy because you're just playing against the number. You're just playing against the number. So Aaron Rodgers, passing yards. You decide if he's going to have more or less than those numbers. And then you put a couple of them together. And you get odds on it. And you can up to 10 times your money. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections. And they got more than football. They've got college sports, basketball, all kinds of fun stuff. Go check out prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions on Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. It is time to have a discussion about the defense. We spent all offseason talking about how talented this defense is. And I still believe in the talent. But talent is just unrealized potential. This is something that I've talked a lot about over the years. You only say someone is talented because they aren't good yet. When someone is good or a team is good, we don't refer to them as talented, generally speaking. Now, we do sometimes when it's like, okay, this, this is the most talented team in the league and all that stuff. But the reason why we keep coming back to the talent part is because they're not playing to the talent. Why aren't they playing to the talent? Well, that's a question for the coaches. And there's two big things wrong right now. In the first half, the Packers were playing aggressive, single high with, with tight man coverage on the outside and, and some zone, but they were blitzing, bringing extra bodies. And then it's like the Saquon Barkley run happens. And then Joe Barry goes, oh, time to go back to plan A, which 
really should be like plan C. And it's back to off coverage, guys sitting at the sticks, not being aggressive. When, when, they, when, when plan A doesn't work, and plan A was good, by the way, they revert to being conservative. And, and this defense is the ultimate front-running defense. When they're playing with a lead, they can come downhill, they can get after you, they can hit you. But if Joe Barry is going to allow them to play passively, then they're, gonna, they're just going to play reactionary football. They look slow. They didn't look engaged. They didn't tackle effectively. And they didn't play with any discipline. That's, that's part one, is, is the scheme issue and, and wanting to be more reactionary than aggressive. You saw the Giants defense. They want to dictate terms. They're, Wink Martindale is going to bring pressure. He's going to st- throw sim pressures at you and scheme up free rushers and play man coverage on the outside. He plays the way I think every fan wants the def- any defense of any team to play. Here's man coverage. Here's the, here's the pressure looks. And if you give up some big plays, fine. But the Packers don't play that way. And frankly, I don't know why, because they're set up to play that way. But Matt LaFleur has said, look, we want to be a zone team. We want to be a too high team. Okay. Well, then you need players to play disciplined in zone. That's the second part of this that we don't spend enough time talking about is the guys have to do the thing on the play where Saquon Barkley leaks out wide open on third down. Devondre Campbell is trying to communicate with Quay Walker. Quay Walker has a guy occupied in his space. It's a well-designed play to sneak the running back out. But you have an all-pro linebacker trying to communicate to a rookie linebacker. And the rookie doesn't get the call and it turns into a big play. And for a team that is as predictable in what they want to be as they are, they don't run it consistently with discipline. Guys are running free across zones. They have not covered a crosser this year. That can't happen. If you're going to major in this quarter's coverage, then you have to know the rules and you have to play the rules. So the, the call is one thing, but we talk, I, I mean, longtime listeners of the show, go back to listen to the stuff we talked about. Dom Capers on the show, Mike Patton on the show. The defense always looks a lot better when the players play the defense well. Not setting edges consistently, not communicating consistently, not tackling consistently. And then today, undisciplined, undisciplined. I mean, avoidable mistakes. The Darnell Savage illegal contact is just like, why, why are you grabbing him for? Russell Douglas illegal contact. What are you grabbing him for? These were bear hugs, not like a little jersey, not like a little arm grab, like bear hugs. That cannot be. So one of the reasons why I spent so much time, everyone's saying, don't, you know, don't talk about the defense. Don't, you know, they're going to, they're not going to be very good again. This was a good passing defense. Number two in success rate, top 10 in EPA per play. They were an effective passing defense, but I I heard it described this way on a a podcast. um, and, And I wish I could remember which one that the Packers statistically are a good defense, but when you watch them, they don't look like a good defense. And I think that's right. They don't feel like a good defense right now. And the reason I spent so much time saying, we need to say this defense should be good. We have to set those expectations up here so that if they don't reach those expectations, 
we can say so because you are you you are judged based on what you are relative to expectation and for the packers they have not played to their level of talent they just haven't and we have to be able to say that to say this team is not performing the way that their talent says they should and then the question becomes why not and how much responsibility falls on joe barry how much responsibility at a certain point falls on Matt LaFleur when in 2020, when the Packers were not playing enough man coverage for Matt LaFleur's liking, he went to Mike Patton and said, it's time to play more man. And I thought that was a conversation Matt LaFleur is having. Well, the problem is in this game, they played some more man. Eric Stokes is getting beaten by Darius Slayton. That just can't happen. That just can't happen. For a team this good, Jerry Alexander barely had to play. I mean, he had one, the one playing coverage on third down, but that's a zone coverage play. He's just a, a half second late to react. The Giants were the better coached team today on offense and defense. I thought Mike Kafka called a really good game for the Giants. And the Packers offensively, they, they made life easy on Wink Martindale. Because they, Wink was saying, we dare you to try and hit these plays over the top. And the Packers got greedy. So at a certain point, this is like Mike McCarthy with Dom Capers. I'm not calling for anybody to be fired, but at a certain point, and Mike Patton, at a certain point, it is the responsibility of the head coach, the head football coach, to make sure that your scheme is what you want it to be, number one, that it fits your players, number two, and that the guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if any of those things are not happening, it is ultimately the responsibility of the head coach to make sure that stuff gets done. There are great stories about Mike Tomlin, who if the offense is, is struggling, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't call plays. But if the offense is struggling, he'll go and spend time in the offensive meeting rooms that week. If the defense is struggling, he'll go and spend time in the defensive meeting rooms that week. Malifor can't do that because he has to be in the offensive meeting rooms. So he can't offer the same sort of help to Joe Barry. He hired Joe Barry because he was an experienced coach. And that experience has not borne itself out. Now, again, I am not all over Joe Barry the same way some other people are. I think it would really help if, if the players executed better. But at the same time, if those guys want to play more man coverage, maybe they should be playing more man coverage. If they want to blitz more, maybe they should blitz more. I think you need to find a way. You watch, I know the Rams are not a great team right now, but watch them play top down. Watch how their safeties fill. Watch how their linebackers come downhill. At when this Brandon Staley, go back to 2020, or watch the 49ers. They play a ton of zone coverage. That is not a passive defense. That is not a reactionary defense. That team plays top down with their hair on fire because D'Amico Ryans coaches them up. And they have, you know, Talani Hufanga, who is playing out of his mind. And the Packers don't have a safety who's playing even well. That's a pretty big problem for this defense. You can't live in too high if you have two safeties who aren't playing well. That's a pretty big problem. As well as this front is playing, they were getting pressure. The front was getting pressure. TJ Slayton was playing really well in the run game. They're, they're getting penetration. I thought the I thought the Packers front four played well in this game for the most part. There were a couple plays, the, you know, the long Saquon Barkley run. They did not hold the edge, but for the most part, they played a pretty good game. 
It was the back end, the, the, the best part of this team, we thought, that let them down. And that's the case in week one, too. Blowing coverages, guys not being where they need to be, linebackers not getting to the right depth, not communicating. It is a player problem, and it is a coaching problem. And you have to make those changes. You have to be able to, you have to be able to make adjustments and make changes. And, you know, again, this goes back to my original point on this. You have to start recalibrating expectations. Because, yes, this is a talented team. Right now, the defense is not good. It's, it's like a mediocre defense right now. They can be good. They can play better. We've seen it. We've seen it for stretches. But they're not a disciplined team right now. They're not an aggressive team right now. And so what is your identity defensively? What are you good at? They're, they're good at rushing the passer with four and getting pressure. But in this game, Daniel Jones, what happens when the quarterback buys time and in the face of pressure is able to make accurate throws as Daniel Jones did today? That's a wild sentence to say, but that's true. They were getting hits on him. They were getting pressure on him and he's firing the ball to open receivers. If your front is doing the job, then where is your secondary? What are they doing? This is a problem that the Packers have to find answers for. Like right now, they have the Jets and the Commanders coming up. Offenses that are statistically significantly worse than what we saw on Sunday. But I don't know how you can have any confidence that they're going to play significantly better this defense after what we saw on Sunday. All right, we're going to finish up here in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar because the Built Bar Puffs are unbelievable. Covered in 100% real chocolate, the cookie dough puff. Oh, it's my favorite. 160 calories with 15 grams of protein. The new cookie dough chunk puff. All the puffs. Once you start with the puffs, you will never go back to any other kind of protein bar. Even frankly for me, the puffs, I love the original Built Bars. I'm not going back after the puffs. The puffs are just on another level. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked on 15. And thanks for making locked on Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Where is this team right now? They're, they're just, they're a three and two team who is every bit three and two. They, they don't have it figured out. This team has the potential to get better and to get much better. But until further notice, this is, not, this, is not a, this is not a very good team. They're an okay team with talent and a lot to figure out. Offensively, I, I don't understand the approach after the early lead. And defensively, I don't understand the approach at all. So this is, this is on everybody. Aaron Rodgers has to play better. The blocking was not great. They, I think it's time to have conversations about where Allen Jenkins needs to be, who the best five is. Like Royce Newman, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I continue to not get it. So for the Packers, they have some hard choices to make. Do they need to change some things defensively in terms of identity, who they want to be, what they want to major in? And offensively, it, it has to be stick with what's working. Stay patient. Don't, don't, Go broke taking profit because that's what they did. They got greedy. They have to get some of this stuff ironed out if they want to be the team that they are capable of being this year. Right now, they're not that team. And I think we, again, we have to start recalibrating what the ceiling is for this team in its current form. Unless some things change, this is just not the kind of contender that they want to be in in an Aaron Rodgers era. 
And then that raises questions about Brian Gutekunst and what the approach was and what the expectations were. If they thought this team was going to compete as currently constituted with all the, the issues that we've seen so far, that reflects on Brian Gutekunst as well. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, another week of this, another New York team, another team that the Packers should beat, that they're going to be a touchdown favorite against at home. And if they don't play well in that game, it, it is red flag time. It is siren, sound the alarm time. Because then something is really, really wrong. And then, then you do start have, have to ask questions about people's jobs, about the future of certain players, and how this is all going to look moving forward. All right, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.